Yeah, g'day, mate. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Last week, Xi Jinping was confirmed as leader of China for an unprecedented third term. The 20th Party Congress, the most important meeting of the ruling Chinese Communist Party five-year political cycle, saw about 2,400 delegates gather in Beijing to rubber stamp major political reshuffles. The long-speculated reappointment of Xi as CCP General Secretary signalled his successful and overwhelming consolidation of power in Beijing, with retention of the role as chair of the military commission, controlling the People's Liberation Army. It's expected he will next year regain the less powerful title of president. Among the first world leaders to congratulate Xi were North Korean direct dictator Kim Jong-un and Russia's Vladimir Putin, with whom Xi announced a limitless partnership earlier this year. Joining me now to discuss Xi Jinping's extension of power and some of the implications of the CCP's National Congress is Alex Tan, a professor of political science at the University of Canterbury. He is also the associate director of the New Zealand Contemporary China Research Centre and has published extensively in the areas of political parties and elections, political economy, Asian politics and international affairs. He joins me now. Kia ora, Alex. Are you there? Kia ora. Alex, Living in a democratic system, it can be a little hard to understand, you know, the mechanics of an authoritarian regime. Would you be able to explain to us what goes on in a CCP National Congress? Who are the Politburo Standing Committee? And, you know, if it, finally, if it's not the people putting Xi Jinping in power, then, then who is? Uh, yes, uh, it is indeed <laughs> quite a bit of a crystal ball gazing when we look at CCP politics. But much of that is actually uh, a lot of negotiations behind the scenes. And uh, like any political organization, uh, CCP is also a uh, coalition. Uh, uh, it's very, very factionalized. And, and the ruling group normally is the dominant faction or the dominant coalition uh, within that group. So uh, when you see these, uh, what we see in the news media, uh, when we see all of them sitting in this big Congress hall, most of them, most of that is already choreographed. The politics have have happened behind the scenes. Uh, so, uh, in front of the media, it's pretty much show. Uh, so you don't see the this quote unquote the 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 turning of the of the sausages, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- those happen behind the scene, really. Interesting, right? So. So the Congress that we saw was a was a choreographed spectre that that and and the real uh, you know real politic was happening behind the scenes. That's right. That's right. And what happens is is that oftentimes what they do is that the Politburo, uh, the the Central Standing Committee, the seven people, uh, that pretty much is your collective leadership uh, for the CCP and uh the group of leaders uh the prior group of the seven the, there there will be a seven one that is uh incumbent they will select the the uh they will have negotiations and you know factional negotiations or what have you and then to select the next group uh of successors so to speak and that's how they actually do it and everything is just rubber stamp after that right um so you mentioned that uh, there are different factions within the National Congress, within the CCP, that are kind of, you know, making subtle moves here and there. And you also talked about how choreographed um, what we saw um, 
what we saw of the National Congress was. But something really interesting happened on the final day mm. of the National mm. Congress, a pretty significant political incident where mm. former leader Hu Jintao was pulled from his seat and, you know, reluctantly escorted out by security. And this mm-hmm. this was all on an international broadcast, but mm-hmm. all former all mention of the former president has been blocked on social yes. social media in China. Um, so, it, But it's obviously up to interpretation what happened here. But in your opinion, Alex, what, what do you think was going on with this okay. whole incident. That, that's a very interesting uh, uh, scene that we, we see. Uh, and remember, I mentioned this, a lot of it is highly choreographed. Uh, you know, this is not a perfect analogy, but this would be the moment, the Janet Jackson equipment failure moment, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 for them. And, and essentially what happened there, and now that we have more information coming out, because in, when, when it happened very early on, you have... Many people are opinionating based on what they see. One, like you know, I, if I put a dot on a paper and, and then ev- and then everybody make a story about that one dot. Oh, it's a line. It's a circle. It's whatever. But now that we have more information, we 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 can kind of see what's happening there. So number one, uh, you can see in in uh, some of the more longer uh, uh, videos now that uh, Hu Jintao is uh, reluctant to uh, step off the stage. And you also see that he's trying to grab a, almost like trying to look at the list of uh, paper. Mm. And then the guy next to him was trying to uh, take it away from him. Um, the reason is, is that uh, uh, Hu Jintao, uh, who actually is, is quite ill, uh, is not, uh, has been ill for a while. But more importantly, uh, Hu Jintao's faction and the earlier factions of Jiang Zemin and Hu Jintao, they're on the out. And uh, because he's been ill, number one, and number two, that he, he no longer represents the strong faction or a dominant faction or even within the coalition, it, uh, there are reports that uh, uh, the list of uh, new uh, uh, members of the Politburo, he didn't see it. He, he wasn't informed. Mm. And uh, he wasn't informed about it. So, so, uh, so he wanted to see it, but they don't want to share it to him because they felt that you're, you're in the out. You're no longer that important. Your faction is out. Mm-hmm. So notice that next movement when he was, uh, when he was escorted out, uh, he went to, to, to talk to Xi Jinping a little bit, and Xi Jinping was just nodding his head. And then he moved next to, uh, to, the, to the person next to Xi Jinping, who is the premier, uh, Li Keqiang. And then what he did was just tap on his, kind of tap on his uh, shoulders, right? But you, you, you see that Li Keqiang tried not to do any... He's kind of emotionless in in that phase. Uh, But Li Keqiang is uh, not the Xi Jinping faction. There are two people of the of the of of the path of the one that just the outgoing Politburo that were forced to retire, Mm. and uh, and obviously the seven members of the that Politburo had to agree to the seven members of this new Politburo, including the two people who were forced to retire, and and. So you can see that uh, Li Keqiang is Hu Jintao faction, uh, and and uh, many of that past the prior presidents uh, to uh, to Xi Jinping, many of their faction, they're gone. Uh, so this is what is more incredible is the fact that in behind the scene negotiation, how Xi Jinping was able to really force the other factions to accept that they will retire and that it will just be his faction members to be composing the seven uh, uh, collective leadership. That's the, that's the story that we, that 
most of us have not actually, you know, it's quite mind-boggling in a mm. way how how he's able to do that. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. It's dramatic stuff, really, to watch. Um uh, yeah, watch that scene go down. Um, yeah. it, it did seem like a bit of an intentional power play. Um, yeah, but uh, there's also there's there's also another interpretation of that. That remember I, I said that everything is highly choreographed. Yes. Uh, uh, but that was that was the time wherein he wasn't. Uh, the media was let in a little bit earlier, oh. and it, they caught it. Oh right, so that wasn't. Yeah. Okay. It because wasn't everything's supposed to be highly choreographed. Yeah. They want a sense of unity, right? I mean, China is this, everything is highly choreographed, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have that equipment failure there mm-hmm. and what's caught on scene, you know? So, so, made, made around the world. <laughs> <laughs> so Hu Jintao um, essentially was uh, part of one of the last remaining factions, you know, daring to oppose Xi's absolute rule, one of the last ones in his mm-hmm. way. And, 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 and now essentially he has a, a, a green card. He's got, he's got no one to oppose him. Is that right? Oh, no, I won't say that. No? Remember that the society is full of, uh, even the Communist Party itself is full of uh, 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 people who are, you know, opposed to uh, 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 Xi Jinping. But those people who are opposed to him are not, uh, at the moment, strong enough right. Uh, right. to be able to do anything. So so there's another, there's another uh, perspective on this issue as well. It is possible that because he he was able he forced his way to nominate all of his essentially all of his guys uh, all of his guys to the politburo uh it is one of the it's chinese politics even during the imperial times is full of this thing where in where in you will always have you know uh there i use a there i use a famous movie's title crouching tiger and hidden dragons you know <laughs> so there're always Crouching tigers and hidden dragons—they're ready to pounce if he messes up. Right, right. You know, so so there could be so an, an alternative explanation could be that maybe the people who are crouching tiger, hidden dragons—they're waiting and say, "Okay, we'll let you do what you want, but if yeah. you don't do it r- properly, we'll, you're out." Right, just waiting for him you to know. Sit. So yeah. yeah, so yes, we seem to think that in a democratic country, we. That, that our politicians are more responsive to public opinion, what have you, but an and audience cost, we call it. Mm-hmm. But in authoritarian countries, there is also audience cost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's very different, but the audience cost is still there. So I remember uh, going to a conference where in uh, 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 quite a, a, a famous, uh, a famous uh, Chinese uh, 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 so- social scientist was saying that well, people say that uh, public opinion is uh, not important in in China and more uh, in more important in democratic countries. And then he joked he joked essentially saying that. But when one person st- stands in the middle of Tiananmen Square and says something against the Chinese government, he definitely will be arrested. Mm. So mm. one person's opinion, they can clamp it down. <laughs> so, mm. so so it's different. But the audience costs are there. Mm. Uh, we just have to dig deeper. To our understanding of the mechanics of this very insular and very, it's almost like it doesn't it, it? It's almost like palace politics, so mm. to speak. Mm. Uh, Alex, I just want to bring it back to Xi Jinping a bit. He has just become the first leader since Mao to be chosen as a party chief for a third term, an unprecedented yeah. third term. Um, yeah. And it's not uncommon to sometimes hear comparisons between Xi Jinping and Chairman Mao. You, you know, in Xi's time in office, he's 
he's centralized power he's uh, you know done his bit to eliminate rivals he's created this kind of cult of personality do you think it's an accurate assessment to draw similarities between the two and if so should this be concerning given you know some of the atrocities that happened under Mao uh, first thing I don't think we should compare compare uh, Mao with uh, with Xi Jinping uh, Mao uh, was a revolutionary leader it was also a time where in China was still uh, uh, in flux the system was not set up hmm. everything uh, Xi Jinping is operating in a very very different China and uh, for him, uh, why he's trying to consolidate, uh, why is he trying to do what he's trying to do, is because in his mind, uh, uh, the opening up of China and the prior presidents particularly uh, have led to a, China, to a communist party that is corrupt, uh, mm-hmm. a communist party that is slowly losing uh, control of the country because of corruption and people's frustration with CCP corruption. So, uh, in a way, what he was trying, what he's trying to do is bring it back to kind of like an ideological purity mm-hmm. of the political party so that they, they, uh, they don't, they like to use these words like, I, we don't want to lose the people's hearts, you know, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this guy is, of course, as you can see, how he's really a strong man and, and trying to impose his will. Mm-hmm. But uh, today, China is a much more Compared to Mao Zedong, information flows a little bit better. It's more, more open, and you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Oh no, we've lost Alex Tan. That's a shame. Yeah, now seems that was a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz/podcast.